Welcome back to Panorama. I'm your host, Faith Makale, and with me today is Anil Pavlich. Up now is our news talks, our news commentary and analysis discussion to bring you the latest news affecting young people in Australia. Today, we're talking about the job losses in higher education sector. Eliza Littleton is a research economist at the Australia Institute, a leading independent think tank based in Canberra. So in your report, uh, Avoidable Catastrophe, you found that 40,000 jobs have been lost in the tertiary education sector in 2021. How did this happen? Yeah, well, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, the Australian government closed the international border, which we all know. And uh, this was a really important decision, I think, because obviously it helped limit the spread of COVID. to protect lives in Australia, but it also had implications for uh, industries that rely on the international border and the the university sector and the higher uh, the public university sector really do rely on uh, international students. Um, so actually, international student fees make up one third of the total revenue base for universities. And so a loss of this magnitude really sparked a predictable crisis in the sector. But the second thing was that when the government then decided to um, hand out support packages in the form of, of financial stimulus to industries that were highly impacted, they actually arbitrarily excluded uh, universities, particularly from, for example, from um, accessing JobKeeper, uh, the wage subsidy. So as a result of these kind of coinciding conditions, uh, the university sector was really plunged into crisis. And as you mentioned, in the tw- uh, 12 months leading up to, to May this year, uh, public tertiary education shed almost one in five jobs. So. 40,000 jobs, an estimated 35,000 of these were from public universities, um, which is a huge loss for the capacity of our educational institutions, uh, but also for workers in these sectors. And these job losses are actually likely to continue because, you know, both of the conditions, that is the lack of financial support and the closure of the international border continue. Has the pandemic seen increased casualisation in the tertiary education? It has resulted in in increased casualisation in tertiary education sector, although it's not, it probably wasn't immediately uh, apparent. The the first targets of job losses were casual workers uh, in higher education um, because, you know, by design, casual employment lacks the security uh, which allows employers to shed shed uh, these jobs really quickly and costlessly, um, which is exactly what happened in the first uh, half of last year. So by the May, May quarter of 2020, nearly 8,000 casual jobs had been shed. Um, and by August, the August quarter, 10,000 casual job, uh, jobs had been shed compared to uh, the same quarter of the previous year. But By the end of 2020 and the start of 2021, um, permanent jobs actually made up the majority of job losses. So 90% of the 40,000 jobs lost uh, were permanent positions. So now universities are rehiring casuals to kind of fill this staffing gap. And and what that is doing is uh, increasing the casual to permanent uh, job ratio. So 
I'd say yes. This this does look a lot more look a lot like casualization at this stage. Um, in your own words as well, you said the job losses were especially painful for women. Why why was this? Yeah, women have experienced a disproportionate share of the job cuts in this sector. So. Of the 41,000 jobs lost in the first half of, of this year, uh, compared to the same quarter of the previous year, 25,000 were incurred by women. So women held 58% of jobs in the sector before the pandemic, and they copped 61% of the job losses in 2021. Um, and that's not even the whole story. I mean, during 2020, uh, job growth was actually um, weaker for women than it was for men. So overall, this, this is really quite devastating for women, I think, because uh, tertiary education um, is a relatively feminized sector and these jobs are important source of good quality work and well-paid work for women. So um, it's really a blow for, for women more broadly and, and gender equality because this is an industry that really helps to try and offset uh, gender inequality more broadly, for example. Um, this could have implications for the gender pay gap uh, and, and other kind of dimensions of economic inequality for women uh, more broadly. What do you think will be the impacts on quality of education moving forward? I think there are implications for both students and teachers alike. So uh, the combination of increased demand for university education during the pandemic, which we've seen, and the loss of so many staff will inevitably lead to kind of larger class sizes. Um, which could have implications for the quality of education provided by universities. Um, but this is also partially due to this, the strain uh, put on the, the workers that did retain their jobs. Um, you know, you can imagine that the workloads of these workers have increased significantly. And as a result, they, yeah, they just can't provide the same kind of personalized support as they might have been able to before the pandemic. But I think that this also has longer term implications for the sector because um, the size of the job losses do represent like big structural change for, for the, uh, the sector. Um, and even when the borders reopen uh, and interna international students can return, unit, those university workers won't necessarily be there anymore. Um, they'll have dispersed out through the economy into other jobs. Uh, and, you know, that represents a, a big loss in terms of the human capital for, for these institutions. And this will definitely harm the future capacity for research and innovation and teaching coming out of our universities. Thanks very much for coming on to Panorama this afternoon, Eliza. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much for having me.